guys are in here. Let me go over some of the stats. Um, some of the stats from the night, because uh, they're all pretty not great. Obviously, the Flyers all six to one. Um, ball six to one. Boston came in with uh, without David Pasternak, without Andre Kasha too. Um, usually a one line team, more or less with Pasternak, Marshan, and Bergeron. Uh, and with Pasternak out of lineup early in the season, the Bruins had been scoring, hadn't been producing until they played the Flyers. Uh, seven goals in their first four games coming in tonight, including the four on uh, Thursday against the Flyers. And then they score six tonight. Um, and Carter Hart was left in there for all of them. Penalty kill looks bad again, too. Um, yeah, and speaking of that, um, first response is pissed about the no calls until the power play. And, yeah, I guess that's something that does happen in Boston, too, every once in a while. But even with that, they – I mean, the power play looked like shit once they got one, too. Right? A lot of facets of this team look bad. Um and a lot of it starts with the defense. Uh, and right now, right now the defense, those two bottom pairings aren't pairs. Uh, Braun Gustafson is an NHL pair. Uh, I don't want that NHL pair logging minutes in the top four. That should be a sheltered third pair at best. Um, and uh, the third pair, no offense to the Hag lovers out there, but Hag and Freeman should not be an NHL pair right now either. It all comes back to the injuries and everything, but... Those two pairs aren't doing anything together. Proveroff and Sandheim have been fine, too. They haven't exactly been closing the door defensively either, but, you know, shutting it down. But, I mean, it looked like the postseason, it looked like Sandheim and Myers were the best pair when they were on their game because Nissan kind of stumbled and everything. And it looked like this season early on is going to be it's gonna have to be a lot of Sandheim and Myers. And if they stumbled at all, the defense was going to struggle. And now... The defense has been a, a fucking mess. This was probably one of the better defensive efforts they've had all year. Cause, and they gave up six goals. But I think they held them to mid-20s in the shots. First game in the first... First time in the last three games they didn't give up 40 shots against. This wasn't a game where I felt like Hart was under, you know... Yeah, the Flyers are playing worse statistically than Detroit last season. Yeah, possession-wise, that's what it looks like. I think that's right, yeah. And early on... It's not just the defensive numbers that are bad. They're also not generating anything at 5-on-5. Five five. So both ends of the ice suck right now. And one, there's a reason for it. Um, it's all the, I mean, it's all the injuries and everything. And the offense has somewhat of an excuse to Couturier, but that doesn't mean the entire team can't score goals. Uh, like they, you know what I mean? Like they, the Couturier angle, the Couturier injury and the Myers injury, they really hurt the team at 5-5, five and five, and especially on defense. And even with the Niskanen departure, that hurts at 5-5, five and five, and especially defensive category. But this, I don't know what – offensively, some of their numbers – heck, some of their numbers are atrocious. Like, uh, they're almost as bad as some of their underlying defensive numbers. But everybody talks about the defense. They should be talking about the offense now because even after AV switched up all the lines, they're still not – they're not getting any dangerous chances. I mean, it was Hayes. Hayes had the best chances tonight, and both of them were just for check lobbing him a pass in the slot while they went to the net. There was a lot of – it, it kind of felt a little bit hackish tonight. Um, 
can't believe Bill. <laughs> yeah, I am. So I think this is actually my first. I'll I'll pull myself out now and pretend like the Flyers didn't get manhandled. Uh, I'm Craig. I fill in for Bill every once in a while. I'm on the I'm on Fly Parabole. Used to film for BSH uh, BSH Radio every once in a while, and then you know the whole pandemic thing happened, so we're not really seeing each other. And then um, yeah, I used to do them on Facebook Live, but now I am. I'm here doing it with you guys, and uh, I should have I should have gave everybody a fair warning. Whenever I do these, they're always a fucking bad game. They're they're always an atrocious game where everybody's pissed off. It looks like the team is the worst team in all professional sports. So yeah, this we should have known this was coming. And um, again, oh man, you stayed up till three. I'm sorry about that. Um, yep, I'm getting some fly purpley love. Uh, and uh, yeah. I, some of the things that people don't want to, I, I don't, I'm just going to bring this up too because I, I realized it and nobody else has really been bitching about it, even though this team's, you know, been only bitch worthy so far in terms of what they've given us, in terms of like what we can grade out this team on. You know, it's not really been enjoyable. It's been a really long, hard ride so far, but the penalty kill is bad again. Uh, it's early in the season. That doesn't mean it's terrible again, but. We were going to be interested to see what it looked like with uh, Niskanen gone. Couture also hurts that. And this was their sixth game tonight. They've given up a power play goal in at least five of the six games so far. They gave up three power play goals tonight. So I I think they're 14. They're like 63% on the PK. Um, so the penalty kill was bad, too. The power play looked listless tonight. Whenever They didn't get that power play until the middle of the second period, and Patrick had a couple lazy rushes up the ice. They couldn't They couldn't get in the zone. It wasn't all Patrick, but they couldn't get in the zone. Um, existence is pain. Yeah, that's pretty much where we're at when it comes to all Philly sports. I mean, I, I'm i a big Flyers and Eagles fan. I'll tell you right now, it is... It's not, it's not good. Oh, okay. That is actually surprising that mine does not have black because it used to be... Uh, um, it used to be pretty shitty last year uh, in terms of uh, my connection and everything. I also had a... Uh, the uh, Chromebook, so I actually have a real computer now, like I'm an adult, so it does help with a little bit, but uh, yeah, physicality, that's usually another thing that people, I don't want to, like, this team isn't soft, I, like, that's going to be the big thing everybody jumps to, they, they are, they could be on the soft ground, but I don't think they're, the lack of physicality is all of the issues with the team right now, um, I mean, it doesn't help, if they're not, I think offensively, they're just not working the middle of the ice, um, and it, like, I remember seeing them play a lot last year when I go back and watch games. They're not doing, like, the like a hook and ladder play inside the zone where they just pass to a four at the blue line, they stop near the wall. That four that passed to them goes in the zone. They pass. Like, that play, I feel like I haven't seen as much this year. They do a lot. It was a big dump and chase team last year, but, like, AV – or not AV. Uh, it seems like this year they're just not as effective on the four checker getting the puck back. And I think a lot of that – some of my theory, um, I'm going to talk about Hart in a second, actually, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, offensively, I think the forecheck, I think the lengthy off-seasons and time off hurt this team because last year, before the pause and everything, all you heard about was the forecheck, conditioning. These, this team came into camp in great shape and all this stuff. They were throttling teams in the third period and suffocating them at 5-5 five five with the forecheck and everything. Bubble comes, they don't have that bite anymore at 5-5 five and five on the forward track. This season, they don't have the same thing. I think a lot of that is tied in the Niskanen and also uh, 
just not having a preseason camp. I'm not saying this is all the preseason camp, but I think for AV system, they're having a forechecking and being ferocious on the puck while the other team is trying to retrieve in the defensive zone. That's something that can wear out a team over time throughout a game, but that comes with nailing in the conditioning before the season starts. And with everything with COVID, it's kind of hard for them to organize and kind of get get in the game shape before the season starts. So we do look very slow. We look very slow. Um, what were some of the other? Oh, heart. I, I'm not worried about a heart. I mean, I that coil goal was fluke. That was fluky. Um, yeah, the the somebody's talking about Gus. That fourth goal was not hard at all. That was Gustafson and Braun just being bad at their jobs. They should never be out on the ice together. I don't want them out. I'm over Gustafson already. I hope everybody else is. He's shown us. He threw two pucks on that in the first game, and that was it. When can we dump Gus for good? Yeah, so I, I think Gus. I think Gus has to be the first one out. If you guys listen to Fly Purple, you know Steve and I hate Hag and don't think he's that great and everything. But he's played like a third pairing guy so far. Gustafson, fucking Christ! I mean that that play tonight was so bad. Like <laughs> he just like oh my god. Uh, that that play should have made the zone two or three different times, and he just fumbled it around. And Braun also took a sweet ass time getting back on the zone when Marshan was uh, bringing it up. So breakout's not working right now, and that includes uh, yeah, no, they're not. Yeah, and they're not getting the puck out of the zone. And this team, with the way this te- this team, the defense when they have now currently on the team, like that went into tonight's roster, they're not going to be good at getting in the corners and breaking up cycles either. And that seems to be another issue with this team is a big reason why they didn't have a lot of uh, time in the D zone last year was the defenseman did a better job just kind of anticipating passes in the neutral zone, kind of getting out there and breaking that up. And I feel like we haven't seen that as much this year either. <laughs> Can't wait until we get Dr. Coots back. Yeah, getting Dr. Coots back is a big it's a big deal. He's going to prescribe a lot of goals and defense for this club. Who's better, Gus or AMAC? Gus. We're not. He's not at AMAC level yet. Um, not there yet. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. I did, I did get a new haircut. This is totally Bill Matt. <laughs> Howard, uh, he did freak out tonight. I don't think he... I don't think I've ever seen him freak out before. Uh, uh, and then, uh, let's see. I'd rather have Gudis back. I mean, at least good job the gloves. Like, fuck me. <laughs> Gus doesn't play like... Uh, yeah, that's the thing about Gus. is We know Gus is actively bad. Everybody knew McDonald was actively bad, but... Well, like... Amac just stayed on the top pair for some reason. Axel was like, this guy's great. Like, Axel would watch McDonald get burned to the outside three or four times, live in the defensive zone, and then he's like, we're going to do, like, ten more shifts of that before the end of the game. And so, but, like, Gustafson is just, he, he's brought offense. He just, he sucks at everything else. We knew he was going to suck at everything else, and he shouldn't be playing top four minutes, so. Uh, let's see what else from this game. What were the other goals, though? I mean, uh, one of them was Hayes. Uh, it was it was the rush goal where it looked like it was Sandheim's fault, but it was more like Hayes just kind of flew by the crease there, and then there were two Bruins in front, and Sandheim picked the wrong guy. So, again, that wasn't really – that was kind of another sloppy giveaway. That was that, – that wasn't really on hard. A lot of these goals, like – and I tried to say this on the last episode of Fly Purbley. The way this defense is – we're going to hear a lot of the same Steve Mason arguments coming up here. People are worried about Hart because this team is built to just hemorrhage shots and chances against. Hart's going to be doing a lot of work every night. And 
if he's not at the top of his game, he's going to let in four or five goals, and then people are going to wonder why he's like, he's facing a lot of shots. I think the Flyers, the Flyers uh, came in today with the, I think it was last game they put down the broadcast, the worst shot differential in the league. They're like minus 11, over minus 11 shots differential per game, so... Yeah, that's the thing. You should Philly Funk 17. You should always trade away. If you're ever mad at the Flyers, just create your fake team on a video game and then trade them all away. That's the first thing you did. Like, every single time you start a franchise and the Flyers have McDonald, first thing you do, you trade McDonald for picks. Um, that's that's how you do it. So, how did we go from the best oh, uh, shot differential team to the worst? So, I think uh, last year the top four was really good. Top four is outstanding. That's why I didn't really get caught up in all the brag, uh, uh, Braun Hag stuff because, like, the third pair is fine. But Niskanen and Provorov were one of the better five-on-five pairs in the league. And Sandheim and Myers got better over the year and started smoothing out their game. And that top four became you, you were lining up against the top the other team's best top six, with the, which the Flyers haven't been able to do in forever. So, like, you limit that defensively. Um, and they just, they had effective forechecking, which is just not what they've had for years either and really hasn't come through yet. So, uh, like, they, there's just a lot of, Katori and the other thing with the shot differentials is Katori and Myers are two of the better players at 5-on-5 five five in creating that separation in terms of offensive chances and defensive chances. It's a big problem if one of them are out of the lineup and I got one out on both, both parts of your, uh, both parts of your team, so. Moose still had to make 40 saves. Yeah, there, there's a, the Flyers are going to a shit ton of shots against. So that's what I'm saying about tonight. Tonight may have been their best defensive game yet, and they gave up six goals. Um, like the first two games against the Penguins, yeah. They looked terrible the first game against Buffalo. Elliott made 40 saves, and then Hart was stealing that game on Thursday, and then everything broke even. So, here's Billy's fan. Moose looked great. I think it's because it's not hard. Yeah, that could be it too. But still, it was 40 shots. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot. I don't like Raffle. Right now, I mean, like, I think AV was just trying to... I think the offense has been kind of like... I mean, the offense has not been great this year either. So I think tonight, AV was just trying to throw lines in the blender. And they kind of had short staff up in Boston. So I don't really like Raffle up in the top six either right now. I thought that fourth line was working really, really well. And that would have been... Like, that should have been... They should have just kept it out. But. What's your... You know, I threw on this shirt. I, ha- I like, haven't listened to Rise Against in, like, 10 years now. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's see. I honestly forget all the albums, too. I'm actually going to look it up right now. People are going to wonder what the hell this part of the... Uh, uh, Siren Song of the Counterculture. Yeah, that would be... I think that's my favorite one, so... Um, and then what else? If he needs a shot. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if they could do that. Uh, he runs hot. I don't know if I don't know if Hart runs hot and cold. I mean, like again, like I think there are games. There are just games the defense doesn't show up, and they had them last year too, where the defense just doesn't do anything in front of Hart. And again, if Hart's not at the top of his game, like. He, uh, this year with the defense, like the defense was firm tonight, if he's not at the top of his game, this happens. Last night, he was on top of his game for two periods. Still lost 5-4 to four in a shootout. So this is just going to be, 
Uh, like this is just going to be what the defense looks like for a while. Uh, we'll go speed the difference maker on the back end. Ghost <laughs> I mean, I don't know if Ghost is going to be the end, like the all end all on defense. Like I think when he comes back, I don't think that solves all the defensive woes going on, especially with the way Ghost has played the last two years. But I think if you bring him into the lineup, that kind of that makes it so you don't have two borderline. I shouldn't say Gus and Braun is an AHL pair. You don't have two terrible pairs you don't want out there. Like Hag Freeman, again, nothing against them, but they're just not an NHL pair this year. Uh, but you bring back Ghost, you could do something like Provorov, Ghost, Sanheim, Braun, and then Hag Friedman, or Hag Gus. Because, again, Hag Gus on the third pair, I guess that's fine. But um, Something about... Uh, yeah, I, sorry, I saw another question about Provorov and Ghost. How much... Yeah, I, when it comes to Ghost and Gus, I mean, at this point, I, I think you have to put Ghost back in. Uh, I think when Ghost is clear, yeah, you have to put him in for Gus. That, that's really what, you guys are all saying in a row here, but that's really what it comes down to, because he's been, I want to say Hag's been the worst just because, you know, my reputation makes it seem like I hate Hag with a passion, but I don't. And he's been fine this year. He's been what he is expected to be, which is the bottom half of the third pair. And he's done that fine. Uh, Gus has not. Gus has been given a chance to be... Um, has anyone ever told the team... Tra- no, they haven't. So that's part, that might be part of the problem, too. But um, yeah, I, I mean, like, Gus has been given a chance to work in the um, top four, and he just... He's not as quick as advertised, and he doesn't bring as much offense as advertised, and his defense is somehow worse than we anticipated. Every facet of Gus on the ice is just bad. Hag hasn't bodied anybody yet, yeah. Although Hag body bag is really just him nudging a guy in the slot after a goal against, so he's he's body bagged a couple people. Put Gus on the bus out of town is what I'm saying. Yeah, that is the correct answer. I also want to see Zamola soon. I know that's a little bit out of the box and a little crazy, but if it keeps going like this, I want to try Zamola before they try a trade. Uh, at the same time, though, this is like. It's a 56-game season, and for the Flyers, this is supposed to be a big step forward season. Like, is it time to put... Yeah, okay, okay, that's what I'm getting. Um, I I wouldn't push the panic button yet. I mean, I also don't... I don't know. I, I really don't... Right now, at this point in time, with the shortened season and everything, I want to give a couple more games to see what they got. I also don't know how... I don't know how Fletcher views this year in terms of going out and getting somebody. I think they need a defenseman. Like, they, they really need a defenseman. Um, I know somebody was asking about the trade today, uh, and I know a large part of Flyers' Twitter wanted Line, and they were like, go get him at any cost. My thing with – I love – I like Line. I love Line. He, score, he scores goals, and that's all he does. And that's what we need, but I know if he came here – Flyers fans would fucking hate him in two years because he would score 35 goals and then do literally nothing else. And then people would just talk about how he only scored goals and didn't do it. And then, like, yeah. So, and, like, I'd rather have play driving two-way forward somebody like Dubois, Dupuis, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Jesus Christ, third time. Um, uh, I, I think I'll take somebody like that over line A. Uh, but the defense, really, to me, is they need somebody to fill in Niskanen's shoes. Gus obviously isn't going to do that. Didn't do anything else to address that, and I think part of that is the expansion draft plays a role in that. Um, I miss Pitlick too, actually. Uh, Pitlick was somebody who's really gone to forecheck, 
and I think that's part of Forecheck is part of the issue right now is they're not being as aggressive and creating issues in the other team's end while they're trying to bring the puck up ice and Pitlick was a monster at that. Pitlick and NAK, that's how they made their that's how they made their names last year was being part of the system. So um but uh going back to the trade oh yeah the defenseman. I mean I, I think I don't know how much Fletcher is going to want to dole out for a defenseman knowing that the expansion draft's coming up and he can still only def- protect three defensemen. And if you make a trade and give up assets for that guy, you're probably not going to want him to go in the expansion draft. So then you'd have to probably cover for him. So then you got four defensemen and you have to readjust your whole plan. And I I think that's why he avoided signing a two-year deal with anybody. He just wanted somebody for one year and then solve this problem next year. But they need a right-handed guy that can stop shots against that can just end cycles and clear the crease and just stop good possession numbers on the defensive end of the ice. So I like Julius Hanka too. One of my buddies was talking to me about Julius Hanka the other day. Like for what? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, sorry. I was reading. Uh, Julius Hanka was somebody that was on waivers three days ago. I mean, a couple days ago, whatever. Uh, right-handed shot, mobile guy, isn't exactly what the Flyers needed, but he was somebody who has pretty good possession numbers, and if they need him for a couple games, they could have done that and then figure out a way to kind of put him on waivers and work him through the wire. So, yeah, let's go get Chara now. <laughs> uh, yeah, Washington. That would be something, just wait until Washington signs him and trade for him. I don't know about Niskanen. Uh, I don't know if Niskanen comes back. I'm going to say no because he seems seems like his decision was based on was family oriented and he's a very family oriented guy and it, it doesn't look like it seems like we're making progress on tackling some parts of COVID but I don't think we're anywhere close to being back from I guess like the normal cycle of life and I think that I think that's why um, Niskanen just retired so. Samarin. Samarin, I don't think Samarin, I don't know. I see I, people are throwing out Samarin, too. And I just, uh, I, what's he going to solve? The team needs more physicality, but he's not. I mean, like, I, I don't know if Marin is better than Gus or Hag or whoever. I mean, we can give it a shot, but, like, he he's big, but he's also slow. And he just reacts to the play poorly. And then he still gets manhandled in front of the net every once in a while. So, I, I don't know. Yeah, I know I know more in equals physicality. But what I'm saying is, like, I, I mean, there's the, he's still going to get pummeled offensively, I think. He's teaming and busy. Yeah, let's get keeping and teaming it up here. <laughs> I mean, the pill 44, that's kind of – I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm saying the uh, all the preseason training and the regiments and everything and the – Getting the game shape for the games, I think, is has, has played a role in uh, their inability to forecheck as ferociously. So, <laughs> yeah, I do like picturing just Fletcher showing up the Niskanen stats. Like, buddy, what do you want? You want money? You want car? What do you need? You tell me what you need. Get you back on that ice playing with Perroth. So, yeah, exactly. Marin would just kind of look over everybody, and that's about it. He could point out, yeah. If if a player on the ice needs to grab something from a shelf, he'll help them. he'll help them with that after the game. That's pretty much all Marin's earning right now. 
Who's better, 51-year-old Eric, Tayshar Dan, or Gus? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say I'm, I'm going with Tayshar Dan. He's got to be better. I'm still, yeah, I'm going with Chico. Uh, the, only, uh, the only thing Freeman can stop is the, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Man, Freeman had a fucking rough trip in Boston. Slammed his, got his face slammed on the ice. Uh, took a penalty in the first period. Had the puck pickpocketed from him from him in the uh, second period. And then the third period, what did he do in the third period? I think he took another penalty in the third period. So he was just, it was just, it was just not good. What am I drinking? Oh, I'm drinking water. I'm not. It's nothing crazy yet. So that's for that's for tomorrow. Watching all the football games. <laughs> dumb penalties. Yeah, the Flyers took some dumb penalties tonight. They're taking a lot of that's some some pretty bad penalties, some pretty lazy penalties. Um, I mean, just a lot of aspects of this team are not not good right now. Special teams, both sides. Special teams don't look great. Hart's been good, uh, and he stole the first game, and Elliott stole the second game, but the defense has been bad, and. Uh, we don't need Aaron Ashman. <laughs> we don't. Uh, we don't need Aaron Ashman at all. I don't. Th- nobody. I don't know if any team in the history of hockey, NHL or other, has said we need Aaron Ashman. This situation calls from Aaron, a- Aaron Ashman to get him in there. So does does Amazon sell? Fuck. I mean, if they're selling, if they sell def- defensemen, yeah, get some uh, defensemen for the Flyers. Offensive lineman for the Eagles. Quarterback coach for the Eagles. Big Al better go off from the team tonight. Uh, <laughs> we've got some bad people calling for Aaron Ash. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what Al. I, I don't know what Al should. If you should freak out or not. I, I think this this game too. Honestly, was kind of in that weird spot of, and it's really only going to happen this year because of uh, the schedule and everything. But. Uh, apparently Ghost is coming back next week. It sounds like he'll be available to start practicing again next week, so they couldn't really call him up. And I, I think they just kind of... They know help it wasn't on the way for today, so they just kind of were dead men walking into tonight's game. Uh, but still, they should have had a better effort. Um, yeah, Sirianni is definitely 100% a hockey name. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Carcillo and... I mean... See, I don't like guys like that and Ryan White. I don't know. Um, like they, people always love those guys, and those guys are fine. But I don't know if that's. I, I think it's just every fast, like every angle of the team right now is just pretty much bad and underperforming. Um. Yeah, I did. I did lose weight, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, I lost a lot. <laughs> uh, but. I don't. I'm not. I don't even know what backslash you're talking about there. But uh, how many games in a row can throw away the tape? I think it's a problem now. I mean, like I think again right now. Like I knew this stretch of games was gonna suck. Like once the Myers and Frost news came out, like these games, you're not. I'm not worried about process at all. I'm not worried about you know if they look good for a full sixty minutes. When you're throwing out fucking Gus and Braun as your second pair, you're kind of like, well, hopefully we can win this game. And as we've seen in the last two nights, just winning games for the foreseeable future is going to be a handful. And then hopefully when the injuries come back, you, like, they're just able to start building the process again that way. But 
I, I do think Couturier and Myers out of five and five is just a big ball buster. So thank you, Pujols. Um, zone exits were yeah no they've the zone exits have been fucking terrible uh, and there are just shifts where the defenders and the forwards are just kind of struggling to figure out any way to break out the zone and you spend half a minute just trying to get a clean breakout and then it just doesn't work uh, it's not that we won <laughs> uh, next four games Devils Islanders how many points are we getting well, I believe Blackwood is out for the Devils, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Flyers get four against the Devils and zero against the Islanders. That's what I'm gonna say. Oh no, they're taking bad penalties. Yeah. I'm not saying no, no, no. It's not physicality. I don't equate physicality with penalties. Uh, if that's what you're talking about, Philly Funk, I'm not sure if I missed something with that. Uh, but got to take advantage of the Devils to get our groove back. Yeah, I mean, if they can't come out swinging against the Devils, I think the Devils are, um, uh, like, I think the Devils are the one of the teams that has a worse shot differential than the Flyers, which is saying something this year. And again, they don't have their, they don't have Blackwood in, and their defense is a lot worse than the Flyers. In theory, the Flyers should actually, regardless of, you know, injuries and everything. The Flyers should be able to handle their own against the Devils. They should. The Bruins, I mean, still the Bruins, even though they lost Chara and Krug, they still have their defensive structure, and um, you know, they still got Raskin net, and they're still a handful. Um, but the, the Devils aren't, the Devils shouldn't be handling you. Yeah, uh, I don't know how many, I don't have any clue how many turnovers they had tonight. It was a lot, though. Um, I don't think Moose starts next game. Uh, I think I think it's got to be hard. Again, I, I'm i not putting this game on hard. I'm not putting last game on hard. Um, some of these goals were a little fluky, and also he's not exactly getting a lot of help on these goals. Uh, so I, I think the next time we see Elliott would be, let's see. Uh, I think next weekend they have the home and home against the Islanders, which you'll see me again for. I'm doing this on the game. But I'm, I'm thinking LA probably plays that game. So just don't watch that one. It'll be like a 7 nothing loss, and then you'll hear me talking about stats again. So, Yeah, Hart was real pissed at this game. <laughs> also, the Flyers can't beat the Islanders. It's a problem. But right now, the Islanders are the exact opposite of the Flyers, though, because the Islanders are just a well-oiled machine, and they play really fucking annoying hockey. So that's just, like we saw it last year, that's just what they do. Um, and they take advantage of the little mistakes, and the Flyers kind of have the little mistakes cause them to unravel, so. <laughs> yeah, we just beat the Islanders this year, and that's it. Yeah, that's the thing. If I'm Carter Hart, too, I'd be real fucking pissed. I mean, he's for this exact reason. Because uh, I think some people are alluding to the fact that he should be benched, but, I mean, some like some of these goals, no goalie is doing anything. We're never going to see that Charlie Coyle goal again. That was that. That was tonight. That was in this game. Like that's just a randomized thing. Fourteen goal. Yeah, I mean he's given up a lot of goals. Flyers are the worst team in the league when it comes to stopping chances and shots against. Like they're one of the worst teams in the league. So you've seen the most amount of work and some of like more of the high end quality chances related to other goalies around the league. So. Uh, 
You could have Prime Hashik and he'd be letting in some goals. Yeah. Or I'm not in the same goals. Yeah, I mean, Hashik, I, I mean, this defense is pretty. Carter Hart probably calmly threatened Gus with a skate after the game. <laughs> and, the, and the team do play. That's, I mean, the forechecking, like, the forechecking leads to the issues in the D zone, especially now when you have less actual defensemen that can actually do anything to help Hart out. Getting the puck away from the opposition and the other two zones he plays is huge. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Hart had to be amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, that's the... I, I really didn't think we'd be here six games in the season. To the... Where the discussion is, Carter Hart can't do it all himself. Um, but... Uh, aside from good saving the D, what's... Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I do not know. Uh, I mean, I was thinking... I was looking at Jason Damaris. Would be a reasonable name, but I don't know if he's leaving... Arizona. David Savard is the one that I keep hearing get kicked around that I would also I, I would like. If they got David Savard, I think this makes for a different season. I don't know how far we are into We never got the answer to what the defense looks like without Neskinen. It looks bad now, but everybody started getting hurt immediately in the season. We got one game with Couturier and the defense. <laughs> Too long Terry, they're gonna Uh, may, I mean, Edler would be, in theory, yeah, but I think the Canucks are kind of in a similar position that the Flyers are in. The Canucks took forever to build a team to get back into the postseason. They made it last year. They're kind of have a little bit of a shaky start right now. I don't know if they will want to trade away one of their defenders. And I think, actually, they're one of the worst teams in the league when it comes to stopping shots as well. I Yeah, I don't know if the... The separation of standings is a big deal. And also another thing I don't think people realize right now is we're six games into the year. So, and a lot of the guys that are out there that you could want to trade for, like, well, Savard, no, but like uh, Tyson Berry is another guy, right-hander, mobile, you could trade. Like, he just signed with the Oilers. Ken Holland's not going to trade a guy he just signed because the Flyers aren't happy six games into the year. So we got to wait for a lot of projects that aren't going to work out in new spots, too, to open up the market. Uh, yelling at the TV screen. Uh, I think if you if you use their names, they can hear you. I think that's what uh, the deal is. Uh, and then also, you can't be screaming when um, JJ is screaming. So, expand. Yeah, the expansion draft factor is a huge part too, because because now we're at the point of the season where if they're going to get a defenseman because the expansion draft is in the summer of twenty twenty one. You're going to have to give up assets to get that defenseman, and then if you can't cover him, is it worth losing assets to add that guy for 40 games? And that's, I mean, and then that becomes a little discussion of, if you're doing that, do you think the Flyers are right there to win the Cup this year? Because if they aren't, and you make that move, then you're just taking away assets for no reason. But uh, Now tell me that's not... I mean, you can put them in. It's just I don't think that's going to change the outcome. I think they're still going to get blasted six to one. Like I think they still one guy like causing shit after the whistle and shoving people around every once in a while. I don't think that changes the entire team not getting the puck back in corners, getting work to the front of the net at both ends of the ice, getting knocked off the puck. Yeah, like I don't think it changes all that. So 
uh, <laughs> yeah, you can only protect so many people at each position. So you, for the expansion draft, it's supposed to be the same rules as the Vegas one. So you can either protect seven forwards, three defensemen, and a goalie, or you can protect eight skaters and a goalie. So you can so it's either seven forwards, three defensemen, or a goalie, or four forwards, four defensemen, and a goalie. So if they added a guy, another guy with term. You have to figure out who you want to cover out of Pro Rob Sanheim Myers and that person. What positives can we build on for next game? Is there anything? Playing a worse opponent. Uh, and that might be it uh, in terms of positives. Uh, the one thing I would say is they should come out prepared. Um, they should come out prepared on Tuesday against the Devils. Uh because this is going to be a lot like the Thursday game against the Sabres, where they got shellacked, and there's no reason they shouldn't be ready. Um, and then, uh, I mean, really, there's really nothing else. Like, they, they, the special team sucked. They got dominated 5-on-5. Five five. I thought they looked better. They looked better defensively. That is the one thing, actually. I should say that again. At 5-on-5, five five, they weren't hemorrhaging shots against. So, like, they didn't get dominated at 5-on-5. Five five. There weren't long, lengthy cycles in the defensive zone as much as we've seen in the other games this year. Uh, a lot of the goals just came off one-and-done chances or just, like, that Gus's and Braun play should not have led to a goal. And that would have not been any defensive liability at all. Like, that was not a defensive situation at all. But they fumbled up and fucked it up. And So, I think... They did the. They did a good job tonight, eliminating a huge chunk of just the needless shots and chances against they've been kind of like just letting flood hard for no reason. Um, the more I think about it, the more I think we see Chuck two trades, give something for Seattle to take a pre. I mean, we could yeah, they could do that. Um, yeah, they should go back to the QPSL. But uh, the more I think we see, yeah, I mean, I don't. They could do that, but I think I'd rather... It looks like... It sounds like the three most likely options Seattle's going to have to choose from are JVR, Ghost, and NAK. So if you're saying give up something with JVR, I mean, I think I would do that to get his cap hit off the book, so... Why are G and Voracek on the power play together? That is a good question. I think... I think what that is, AV was trying to make it so there were two. It's like another drink of water. It's not like my lips like a weirdo. I think AV was just trying to break up, uh, make it so two, the two units have a little more, um, it's a little more level. Because I think Voracek can still be pretty effective on uh, the second unit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know why they decided to change that. That wasn't the part of the power play that hasn't been working. I mean, G and Voracek have been in those spots for years now, and they used to be part of a pretty damn good power play. So, I, I that is a good point because they a bunch of their power play goals this year too have been the double cross ice play, where it's just Drew in his usual spot on the left, Voracek on the right, and then Voracek slams it home to somebody on the far right post. They did it all the fucking time with Simmons, and then they did it with Konechny last week, uh, and I think they did with JVR on Thursday. So. Hard time to move JVR with yeah, so that's it is a hard time to move JVR, but I think, but that's why you give Seattle something else, so then they take the JVR cap hit, and that's the player they're taking from Seattle. That's the player they're taking from Philly rather than, you know, a Myers or an NAK 
or a ghost. Well, ghost. Still, I still want ghost. But what lineup changes happen for next game? If ghost is available, Gus can't play. Uh, like if, if as soon as another defenseman is available, I don't. I think Gus is going to sit a game, and I don't even know if that means Marin being available. I don't know if they're going to try that, but like. I just can't do another night of Gus Braun. This is the sixth game into the year, and I can't do Gus Braun again. Yeah, Seattle does have to get through the floor somehow, too. That is also a good point. Uh, look at that timing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Gus up front will be the main one, and then forwards. Faraby can't be on the fourth line. I know what AV's going for with that. Like, Faraby, Bunneman, NAK on the fourth line. All those guys have speed. All those guys can get in on the four check, and that can be a line that buzzes around and gets the puck back. But Faraby's got to be getting more minutes. Faraby had a Faraby had a fucking four point game to open the season, and he's only looked better over time. And I don't know. That's a good question. Which is worse, doing this post game after a blowout loss, or doing a post game after a devil? Uh, after a blowout loss, because you guys cared and came in here and bitch about actual things. Every Devils game, nobody fucking cares. It's the Devils. Nobody cares. Do you know that? Like, any game could have with the Devils. It could be an 8-7 game, three fights on the ice, like, somebody got kidnapped. Nobody would care. Like, I, I, would, co- I would come on here, and there'd be, like, ten people, and we'd be talking about the trap, and that's all it comes down to, so... <laughs> Wish cares. <laughs> yeah, Wish is getting together his uh, Mackenzie Black with Vesna article together right now. Um, it's crazy how they would rather send Faraby down to the Phantoms last season for playing with the four. Yeah, I mean, that, I think the thing with that last year too. I don't, yeah, he's not. He, he was waiver eligible last year, or he was waiver exempt last year. So if the Flyers had to send somebody down and they got in this weird situation, he could go down. And when they sent him down last year, he had been, I think he's like, he went 27 games without a goal. And also, I think they just wanted him to get minutes and not, they wanted him to get more playing time at the NHL level and not just kind of riding the pine. And like now he's more acclimated with the league. So I guess it makes sense. But that is, yeah, that that was kind of weird last year when they sent him down. I thought it was a possibility, but it wasn't because he was playing bad or anything. So, Provorov, Sandheim, Braun, Hag, Freeman, Ghost, my defensive six, if Ghost is available. Yeah, I would say that's, yeah, that sounds like a fair top. And for me, that would be Provorov, Ghost, um, Sandheim, Braun, and then Hag, Freeman as the third pair. And again, that's still, that's a good question. I don't know why Steve doesn't do post-game. <laughs> Usually it's, Bill ha- handles about 90% of them. I torture you guys with about 10% of them. And then, then we got it covered. So Bill doesn't miss a lot. So there's not a ton of opportunities for. I don't know how many times you're going to see me this year. So, uh, but I think when Ghost comes back, I think the big risk they have to take is putting Pro Pro Ruff and Ghost as the top pair because then I think you can get back to somewhat sensible defense that he can actually work with. But um, why is it the whole team implodes rather than one player sucking? Is I don't know. Uh, that I don't know if it's culture. Or poor prep. I think, see, again, it looked like last year a lot of those issues were eroding and, like, that wasn't going to be a problem with the team anymore. And now they seem to be creeping back. I don't know. It seems it could also be a thing, too, where the Flyers have been losing a lot for the last couple of years and we just kind of get used to the same 
emotions and we kind of paint all the losses and defeats in the same picture or yeah uh yeah <laughs> yeah it's, I, that's what i'm saying uh gritty heart uh sandheim and braun had good and long numbers for a couple months last year and i don't like braun but say if sandheim can carry braun at five and five and right now Proroff can work with somebody, and he worked with Ghost in the past, and then Sanheim and Myers, or uh, Sanheim and Braun can be another pair that stay above 50% at 5 and 5. Yeah, I'll blame the Weasel. Uh, the Flyers have been shaky after Voracek called out the Weasel Reporter. I blame the Weasel Reporter. It's al- always blame Sealski. That is the rule of thumb if you're a Flyers fan. So, so we'll, do it, we'll do that here. It's, it's Sealski's fault. I'll go with that. We're not going to pin it. We're not going to pin it on the GM, the coach, the players. Anybody, Jim Jackson, it's all, we're just going to blame it on, it's all Mike Sealski. It's all his fault. <laughs> you know what? That's a good, I've been doing this for 45 minutes. I'm going to go out on that one. <laughs> so, uh, you know, direct the anger. Oh, uh, wait, hold on. Yeah, I'll actually, I'll end on this one. Um, I'm thinking if things don't look right soon, if the next couple games go the way they have, and we don't see any kind of improvement, Maybe not necessarily the results, because tonight, again, at 5-on-5, five five, the Flyers, I think, had the advantage in terms of, like, quality chances. So tonight wasn't as bad as the previous nights have been. But next week, if they shoot the bed and there are a bunch of 40-shot against games against the Devils and Islanders, yeah, they got to figure out something. Especially if Myers is going to be out for however long. So if it keeps... if they keep giving up 40 shots a night and they're long cycles against the defensive zone. They need to go out and get a top four right-hand defenseman that can be the anchor to a Sandheim or a Gus or somebody who's going to skate up and down the ice on the left side. So that is what I'm going to leave you on. So uh, thanks for joining me, guys. This was a lot easier than... Um, it's a fucking a lot easier than Facebook Live. And you guys... Are also a lot smarter than the people on Facebook Live. I don't know. I know. I'm sure some of you have come over here, but uh, there were there were a lot more spicier comments on uh, on Facebook Live. <laughs> but uh, hopefully, uh, I will see you guys. Um, I'll see, well, I'll see you guys Sunday. Not tomorrow. Next Sunday is the next time I'm filling in for Bill. So, uh, all right, take it easy and have a good night. <laughs>